0: Welcome to episode 227 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. All right guys, welcome along to episode 227 of I Am Talk with Coach Sean Newsom and Bevan James Owls, How you going mate? Good and you? I'm a, I'm a bit squeaky today. A bit squeaky. I get a bit squeaky. I know I do get a bit squeaky. I don't mind being squeaky, but I think I'm going to be extra squeaky today. Oh, well, you keep sipping on that water. I have. I've already had glass. I'm going to yeah. have to go for a pee halfway through the show. <laughs> uh, the new bathroom. New bathroom. Yeah, but the tiles aren't done yet. Problem is, guys, I can't get a new bathroom because bloody earthquake. No builders are available. We'll do an earthquake update in a moment, shall we? Okay, we'll do an earthquake update. Okay, John, I am talking proudly brought to you by
1: CoffeesOfWhy dot com. We've got some good news on those guys today, haven't we, John? We have. Actually, you could almost dress yourself and you, you could today's the dress up sh- dress up show okay the dress up show we'll tell you about that as we okay, go here to we show. go
0: Uh we're going to dress up for their gear as well yep and I see where you're going with this John triathlontoons.com and maybe you can get some of this stuff printed up on your gear get an apron uh, yeah, there we go and extreme endurance and we can even talk about dressing up with those guys we, as we, well we can so it's, it's good times John yeah. okay this week's show we've got some news we've got a high five we have a quick interview with Felix from Challenge about some of their news he's pretty good old Felix because he He's not very good at keeping secrets, is he? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then I'm actually going to be releasing, uh, I've released a new fitness podcast and we're going to put it on today's show just for you guys to ever listen to it. And uh, so yeah, we'll check that out later on. But news is proudly brought to you by Try John. Xtry, check out the new latest news, reviews, interviews with the stars. Mm-hmm. And uh, John, you always go WCC last. which I <laughs> I'm i just sharing love. I like to promote. Well, we hit Reap 3. Now, which was the race today, John?
1: They did Cedar Point. Cedar Point, where's that? I've got no idea, but from the pictures it looks like it's um, right next to a theme park. I did quickly pop on there at one stage, or a couple of stages, just to... Get, uh just see what their live coverage was and it was looking pretty good you know when they were they were showing a guy running um, with the camera there and then they had a, an interview and then they had their live commentary team and one thing that i did notice was um they also had a bar on the side where you could contribute um you know you could pay put your comments and stuff yeah and um Rebecca keat was on there going oh Shortus is gonna kill them all and he's like he didn't finish anywhere no, he got second did he? yeah oh he did really well then <laughs> um, but she was saying watch out for him and he's gonna he's gonna catch them all mm-hmm. and uh actually well, he, he Actually, did. He ran. Two, <laughs> good on, good on her. She must be right.
0: She knows a hell of a lot more than I do.
1: So he, oh. ran, he ran 247. But this, it's, a, it's a good series and it's, um, it's got good money and well, it's got. F-
0: for the, for the iron, dis- or iron, what do you call it? Long distance? Uh, yeah, iron distance, long distance. Iron distance race. They had three hundred and fifty competitors, but they were seventy point three in the same day, don't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, yep. And it's, it's growing. And that the one thing they do right is they're getting really good PR. And I've got to give um, uh, big ups to Triathlete Magazine, the online version. Um, yep. That that site now is really starting to take off, and they've got a good update of all different events. They f- they focus really well on the ITU stuff. They do the Rev Three. They do Challenge. They do. it's yeah, Triathlete do- Mag owned by WGC. No, or the as a group, never no, isn't it owned by? Don't think it is. It could be, but regardless, even if it is, hey, it, they're doing is a good a, job. They're doing a really good job, and the, and, and these guys at Rev Three are getting great coverage on there. They are doing quite a bit of advertising, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it looked like they had good race coverage. I don't really know what the, the the event itself was like, but um, they seem to be doing a lot more things right than wrong. Great. Okay, and so who took it out? James Kanana, the South African man. He uh, great running. I, I think he he won. Um, I think the Alpe d'Huez race and he may have won uh, he's won a couple of other ones he's had a pretty good season, part of the Team TBB uh, team and he swam a 55 so all the swim times there look pretty slow uh, rode 4.39 solid ride and then ran a 2.43, very good run for yeah.
0: an 8.21.28 and then on Rebecca Paquete we we'll say how good Jason Shortest was Awesome athlete <coughs>
1: and had, He had he had a 57 minute swim So he's lost a couple <laughs> minutes there in the swim And he was about 4 minutes down on the leaders Then rode 436, pretty competitive with most of the others And then ran a really good 247 So uh, good it, run but not quite good enough That's probably the best result he's had in a while isn't it I haven't seen him having a good yeah. one he's had, he's had a few explosions Yeah so. Good on him.
0: David, David Thompson came in on third and eight thirty six, and t- he took out the series. Um,
1: and I think I, I think I was reading he he gets a ten thousand dollars bonus. So nice. it's worthwhile doing it ten thousand bucks. But yeah. these athletes is a lot of money. That's that's what more than what you'd win at
0: quite a few Ironman races. Yeah, it's true. Keegan Williams, good old Kiwi Boy, came in at fourth and then we'd look at the chicks. The chicks.
1: You we, we should change gender so we can uh, Okay we we'll can change see gender just
0: so it's easier. Um
1: Amy Marsh took it out, eh? Amy Marsh. So she's won a couple of uh, few races now and Hubby was in there as well, uh, mixing it up. Uh, took it out pretty comfortably in nine fifteen. Dominated
0: Dojo fifteen minutes, mate. I yeah, mean, uh, Jessica Jacobs. Very strong, very strong
1: bike. So she swam fifty eight, rode four fifty four. That's a great oh, bike split. And then it was just a three nineteen. So pretty steady. But disappointment for me was was Sam Warren. I really thought she was uh, going to do really well, and she unsurprisingly was was right up there after the swim. Swam fifty seven, um, rode five ten. So not too bad yep. but then only ran 3.25 and she's a quality runner but do we assume she blew I don't know I think she, she was I mean she's not, um, you know, Amy, like, Amy Marsh passed her on the bike um, yeah but Amy Marsh killed the bike yeah so I was just a bit disappointed I, I, th- I thought she might do do really quite well
0: yep but still, first you know, day at of the office you know first day at the sport.
1: office remember yep. when Craig Alexander did his first Ironman he was uh, like Fourth or fifth or maybe even third, something like that in Iron Man Australia, quite a distance behind. Yep. So not saying she, she's not gonna make it, but I, I thought she might uh, step up and really really kill it in her first mm. race. But hey. Hey.
0: Give her, give her a few weeks. Give her a few weeks. Um okay, then we had Iron Man Wisconsin happening and uh well, good good day for the Kiwis. What well, Kiwi? chick we're going to talk chicks first because the Kiwi won. Okay, yeah. go, go,
1: go go girls. Okay, Cause go girls. Because this was a this was a dojo domination, and again, I was watched watch a little bit of this coverage online, and, and again, WTC the, the 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 coverage there I only watched for like 5-10 minutes was was really good on the on the brand they, they were rather than just having the stationary cameras, they were actually following the men's lead around. I didn't actually see any coverage of Gina, but um, yeah, we talked about last week. This was potentially going to be a battle between Gina uh, and Desiree Ficker and Bella. Um, Bella didn't race and that, that's a difficulty with this new series we don't always know if people are going to be turning up because it's so yeah, easy to enter it is a big pain it, isn't in it in ITU you get really heavily penalised if you enter and then you don't race you can yeah actually... but they
0: can't penalise these guys they don't make enough money
1: well, you can say you can't do the next race, but but, but in Bell's defence, she may never have raced, she may have entered six months ago and, and informed them, oh, I'm not racing, but they just t- didn't take yeah. a name off the list, so I'm not yeah. blaming anybody, I'm just saying it's, it's difficult to predict who's going to be uh, smoking it. But Gina Gina Crawford
0: killed really it. Consistent day, wasn't it? Great swim. Yep.
1: Solid ride, solid run. So she came out of the swim just behind uh, Hilary Biscay, but apparently went past her in transition, Killed the bike five twelve and then just three fourteen on the run probably because she didn't need to go any faster yep. off the bike. Now I re- I had two different reports. The live coverage had her twenty two minutes in front off the bike, which looks um, to be right. Then I read the report last night and I thought it only said she was thirteen months thirteen minutes in front of Desiree Ficker. But regardless, she was miles in front.
0: And what happened to Ficker?
1: Ficker was I think she was second off the bike. She was there or thereabouts and then um, and then pulled out. So she was uh, oh, okay, but. to be fair I mean Gina won and she won very easily by, by 12 minutes um but most of the girls there are not the big names we'd expect to see. Yeah,
0: but we did say that we thought this would be a good race because you thought Bella was going to be there, so she wasn't there. Yeah. And then for girl, what's obviously in the game tour, you know, obviously Gina was probably going to win either way, but still.
1: But what was interesting was Gina set a new course record by quite a margin, um, beating her own course record from 2007. So I think that's it's she's had a really disappointing, almost a really disappointing 18 months. So I think this is a really big. St- step back up for her especially yep. when she's not under pressure on the run yep. uh, and she did say that she got some sort of stitch or something late in the run and that may have been what slowed her down so she won in seven. Um, second place was an awesome run she ran 3 hours and 26 yeah, seconds wow. by Kristen Moller, and she was uh, 9.39 so 12 minutes back and then third was Majam weird I think she was from Holland and she was 952. okay
0: then the boy side of things we had good old Joe gambles take it out in 838 and I was right last week when I said this was going to be his
1: Ironman debut so one on debut
0: which is pretty say eh? it was yeah, and then you just think you can win everything eh? because we Ironman's easy it was uh, I'm gonna win Kona uh, but he's uh so
1: he's an excite to you guys he I'm a more half Ironman guy. Okay. So on debut, he was uh, second off the bike. He had Constantine Bashor, who I've talked about <laughs> once or twice. He was first off the bike uh, and exploded on the run, don't even after yeah, okay, finished. Name. Yeah. Uh, and he's done that a few times, and he's actually a really good runner. So he's obviously not getting his pacing quite right. But Joe Gamble's just a A steady day You know 50 minute swim 4.46 on the bike And 2.54 on the run Uh, So he did have The fastest days No he didn't have The fastest days run He just had a steady all day He wasn't fastest At anything But consistency Came through Apparently he's uh, Being coached by Chulborns in Bali Uh, Oh really So We'll be Follow his progress He's done some great halves And uh, And then we go back To
0: our Okay and then Second place we had Roman Gilam, In 8.49 And then lastly uh, Eric, Eric Bean, Bean in 8.51 so
1: interestingly though both men's and women's races were significant course records so he beat uh, Chris McDonald's course records so yep. it must have been a fairly good day assuming they haven't changed the course at all um, not saying those guys didn't go amazingly fast but uh, to, to beat the records by quite a margin um, you would indicate there's probably pretty good conditions ok
0: a couple of quick races we had were which ones this John? the Canadian Iron 226 ok do you on and relays but then there were Iron race, uh, Barry. Whoa, actually, I think I might
1: have got this wrong. It's not the results we did that last week. I will
0: give them, no, actually, the results
1: went up last week. So, Barry Dmitry, this I think this was a week old, actually. Okay, Barry Dmitrik from Ottawa took it out in 9.56. Kevin Williams was second. Ah, uh, we talked about this last week because we, they were both 50 to 54. Oh, so, it's so last up, week, John. It was the, the Canadian was on, but the results mustn't be up there yet. It's so last week. Okay, and, and then uh, which one's this? Astromad in Spain. And this is it, off-road. This is a mountain bike... Uh, Iron distance race. Oh, okay, great. So, and then, big time variations here. So, first guy's swimming 59, riding 602 on mountain bikes, and then running 323 was Alvaro uh, Valaquez. Alvaro! And, and so he did 1025. Second guy was uh, Jose Luis Cana No, like two ahead of and then, then The top female, Sarah no, 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 desk. top female was 6th um, oh, overall, uh, Eva Valiero in 12.50, but most of the guys that are racing are in the 14-15 to 15 hour bracket. Only 38 finishes, um, but far out, man, doing an iron distance race. Cool idea, uh, but uh, that would be kind of fun, wouldn't it? It would be cool. Yeah. It would be
0: uh, I wonder. I wonder if the, because, you know, those bikes are so shock resistant, it's still going to go through your body, but isn't it? I've done so little mountain biking, I don't know what it would feel like to do that much. Why haven't right? you done have much mountain biking, John? Because I don't have a mountain bike. But surely, why not? Have you got a mountain bike? I've had them in the past. There you go. <laughs> I'd rather ride my road bike. Well, it's just in Christchurch. We've got some amazing tracks right mm. outside our doorsteps. If
1: I'm ever training for something, I'm, I'm generally going to be training for a race, and I want to ride my bike and keep it as specific as possible. Do you, so you think something- you'd like mountain biking?
0: Uh, I'm pretty unskillful Yeah same is the so problem I'm not, gonna, a, I'm not
1: a, a wuss or anything
0: I oh, see uh, I am I, Admittedly I'm a bit of a wuss With that stuff Because I live in a place Where I'm like I'm going to fall and hurt myself hmm. You know what I mean And when you live in that place You end up falling and hurting yourself So Whereas you watch those top guys They're just nut bars eh Oh yeah They're just yeah. crazy yeah. So mm. Right most important news of John's ITU update so we had the last race in this series good old we had the Kiwi girl come in come on she can do it what happened with her John? there was a couple of
1: explosions in both the men's and the women's race Uh, which had significant outcomes on the championship series so it was a world championship series, a dextro energy series final racing series, double points which is a big deal uh, and it was in Budapest and they had the most of the guys racing on the Saturday and the girls racing on the Sunday, Saturday was pretty rainy, it was a wetsuit swim uh, a few people crashed out, Kiwi Chris Gimel crashed out, uh, went onto the run, everybody was together and Gomez and Brownlee just went head to head and it was a really good battle actually um,
0: So was it just a sprint at the end? Pretty much, yeah, it was.
1: Uh, Brownlee tried to take off at the start of the run and he got a bit of a gap. Then Gomez clawed it back up to him. They ran over a bridge quite a few times and then just in the last K. Uh, Gomez tried to drop him and he, he got a little gap a couple of times but he couldn't shake him and then it basically came down to a... a it wasn't a full-on sprint because it looked like they were redlining so they weren't really yeah. uh, at high speeds like you've seen some of the other races. But, uh, yeah, uh, Brownlee managed to pull away and just won by a couple of series but it meant that Gomez took out the overall series. So, so they have the actual rankings overall. Uh, yeah, if you, if you click on, on there, they ran... Uh, 30 minutes flat I think it was like 30.01 or something like that uh, for for the top guys which indicates to me that it was probably fairly accurate you can click on view full results oh no here it is here world rankings for boys oh yeah so probably the interesting part of the day was Jan Fredino, who was the number one ranked athlete going in Olympic champion Uh, for whatever reason just completely exploded on the run. He may have been injured. I'm not sure. He, he managed to run about the first k, sort of pretty close to the guys, and then they had just they kept the camera on him, and he just went backwards and backwards and backwards, oh, really? in 41st place. Oh, really? So he
0: was. So why why so, did Bradley have a bad year? He was injured, wasn't he? So most he of he race the races. And he had the the race
1: in London where he completely got the wobbles and yep. and went from first well, yep, to yep. sixth, and then he had a, he came back after that and had a reasonably he had a very poor race in, in Austria so he just didn't race enough I think he had two so he won here which is double points and he won one other race maybe was it Madrid uh, and then he maybe had a couple of other placings so that's why he was down the rankings so he still finished 6th in the yeah. rankings for not having that many counting races but he was undefeated last year wasn't he yes Yeah. ok Gill, side of things what happened Gil's side of things I didn't actually watch the coverage but I've been talking about for a while this year, this year and last year wondering why it's all of a sudden become so close when we look back to the Sydney uh, the Olympics and, yep. and Snowsaw and that were so far ahead and then I was wondering are those, have those girls improved that much or have, they, uh, have the other girls slowed down and my theory was that they haven't improved very much they've maybe improved a little bit um, and it's just that Snowsaw and that were off their game and this proved right, Snowsaw just... Spanked the living daylights out of these girls. Really? She just ran away from them, uh, one by. Because
0: we were talking about it last week when we were saying, "Oh well,
1: what happened yeah, to her?" You, you asked about it. She, she, she a minute forty in front, uh, wow. and coming off the bike together. She managed to make the bunch and um, the swimmer. It was a big bunch, uh, and just drilled it. Ran a, 30, a, a close to thirty-three flat on wow. what I think is an accurate course. And just decimated that. Put that in perspective. If we look at the times of the under twenty three men, and those guys are bitching, man, they are, yeah, they're they're are bitching fast. John. I'm
0: loving that yeah. word.
1: That she would have finished like almost in the top fifteen in the under twenty threes, and most of those guys are full time athletes. Yeah, of course. And, yeah. And so very, very impressed with that. And Emma Moffat was a distant second, and they, Moffat would have taken that the series, but and she did. So they had a bit of a sprint finish there between um, second, third, fourth. Yeah, you know, between. Down, really. Between second and uh, eighth, there was eleven. Uh, second and So what is second? Eleven Hefra.
0: seconds. So in the run, how far? At what stage did Snowstorm just take off right from the start? Straight away. Apparently. Really?
1: Yeah, I, I haven't watched the coverage, but but I read the report and like. Do you I'm think they let it. her
0: go because they thought she hasn't been on form? No, you just can't keep up with them. Really? Yeah, she just runs away. It's awesome, eh? Oh, she's she's a machine. They break your heart. Eh? It's just like coming off the bike. No, it's, it's
1: just like Chrissy Wellington. You're like, well, what do I do? Yeah,
0: but a no, man, you know, man, you know, you don't, you don't you see, don't see them. them. Yeah, you know, you get as the bike. You bike's off at the end of the day. Mm. Whereas in this sport, you get off the bike. You're going, oh, I'm still here. There's a chance. Mm. She starts running. Oh, I can stay with her. She starts, Game over, Rover. Game and over. And I guess
1: on we had the anfredino blowing up on the men's side, which really blew his chances. And on the girls' things, we had. Uh, Unfortunately, Andrea Hewitt from New Zealand, Mr. Peck, Mr. Peck, she hates wetsuit swimming, um, and it was a Why? Why why would you hate it so much? Well, she comes from a surf background, and she just—I guess she just doesn't like being restricted at all. And she just swims really poorly in a wetsuit. And she. So, how often do they have to
0: wear wetsuits? Just based on conditions? Yes, not. There's a temperature
1: cut off, um, which is uh, it's it's very rare that they wear wetsuits in this series. Uh, I would say that's probably only the second time. I know they did in in Seoul. And and here And and she just Does not swim well And she missed a bunch Of like 40 and it was, You
0: kind of think that If you're of this level This should be something You should have addressed mm. Because you know, she's a good swimmer. Yeah, she is. She's she she I means
1: she comes out as high as top five, sort of in, in non-wetsuit swims. Yeah, so. so bad day at the office I means she fit, she dropped to she finished twenty second. She ran up from fortieth to twenty second on the run, but that dropped her from second to sixth in the overall rankings, oh. which is a big pay cut.
0: It hurts the wallet, John. It hurts the wallet. Okay, this weekend. hold up, on, oh. hold on, hold on. Oh, back uh, it up
1: and in the under 23s we had a Kiwi Ryan Sissons finished second in that very outstanding any other result. results
0: that we know that are good uh, and, uh, we
1: had a girl who finished I think she was maybe 6th or 7th in the under 23s uh, under 19s Kiwis didn't do particularly well and haven't really looked at the age group the poms cut butt didn't they in the age group stuff they yeah. did that's the thing I again I went onto to the live coverage it was like just English people coming across the line so boom 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 you poms bloody <laughs> yes. poms Jeepers, bloody creepers, creepers,
0: bloody bombs! Okay, coming up to the we've got what? The
1: Alba Man, which right. uh, we talked about earlier this year. It's sold out. It's in its fifth year. doubles as the Italian Championships, and it's also, I noticed, on their part of a um, Tri <coughs> Masters series where they've got a race, three designated races. They look... Awesome. There's one in Canada, one in Annecy, um, which is in France. Which, if you ever want to do a cool race or go somewhere, that is a beautiful place. And then this race in Alba. So,
0: good race there. We've got the RXT Iron
1: Tierra, Tierra, which is the world's first off-road triathlon. And that one is also in Spain. So that's two weeks, two weeks in a row. Really.
0: Oh, well, it started in 2003, okay. And then we've got Chesapeake Man.
1: Chesapeake Man.
0: Chesapeake Man. And then we've got the Red Man in Oklahoma
1: City. The Chesapeake Man was, in, uh, this year, named the best ultra-distance triathlon in, I guess, America. In triathlete, Meg. Yes. So there you
0: go. a news, Blue 70 John, they've announced the details of its eagerly anticipated PZ3 T-X well, Give it an easy name
1: guys So it was the PZ3 So they have to come up With something on the end I don't know what the TX stands
0: well, for I just say It's the fast swimsuit Yes You know like Call it the cheetah the, well, it's what, What's a PX3 cheetah, TX I don't know the right Everybody look at you go, You're a cheetah Yeah well true Well maybe the, 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 the I don't know that door, so. Yeah Something like that Like Come on. But anyway, it's a
1: fast suit, and the reason I was just interested in this is because I've come out with a suit now that fits in with the new rulings by WTC USA Triathlon, um, which they're bringing in from September the 1st, which obviously has already come in. What are the new rulings, John? Well, I, I... I, I don't exactly have the exact details it basically means a lot of the suits have been banned um, so oh, they have really? come up with a new suit for non-wetsuit swims that's legal they've done it so get on it there's only limited stocks you go to blue70.com now you've got
0: one of those ones what was the other one the I've, PX3
1: I've got the, I've got the PZ3 which one have I got yep I haven't got the full length one do um, you like it I've only swum a couple of times because we don't have non-wetsuit swims over here, but when I did my testing um, between wetsuit, that and skin, um, I was finding it was about a second per 100 metres. Um, maybe, ma- maybe one to two seconds per 100 metres over 3.8k. You know, you're know, you looking at um, potentially yep. 30 to 60 seconds,
0: yep. so it's, uh, if you Special. want to
1: buy, buy yourself some time. Yeah.
0: Very good. Okay then, uh, Sponsors. So we've got coffee savoy, John, and we've got an email from good old Albert this week saying, Bev... John and Scott Talking about Scott Molina here Because he's one of the the friends of the show And uh, hot off the press We did a limited run of some Coffees of Hawaii Swim Gear from Splish Took delivery over the weekend And they're a hit for those who use The uh, Maui Channel Swim The Maui Channel Swim So we're placing an order for Kona Can you guys make the announcement on your next podcast That's what we're doing right now John So we've gone to Coffees of Hawaii And I've got a couple of different types And we've gone to their... uh, where we clicked on buy online and then down to apparel. And you've got you've
1: got t t-shirts you can buy, but then you've also got clothing. Uh, I mean uh, togs. So you've got f- two different designs for men's and women's. You've got the men's jammer, which is like a almost like a tri shorty yeah. type thing. It's not a tri short, it's a swim tog, but yep. it's that sort of style. And then you got <coughs> You right John? You got the splish Splash, men's Splash up taking
0: a bath. And then the girl side things bevin. Oh, you've got uh the, the splish woman's swim coat suit, which is a bikini Nice. You like a bit of bikini in your life, or you can wear a splash woman swimsuit, thin strap, which is basically like a, a singlet, really, isn't it? With this, it's a tog,
1: a tog, but with the thing. The, oh, the, is it a tog? The, yeah, I think so. Oh, okay, um, it is a tog, and then it's, but it's got the thin sort of bit around the neck and over the back there. They're looking good. I think the coffees of Y girl was wearing um, one
0: of those type ones on so the back. So, John, I got a question yeah. for you. Do you know jammers or speedo? Speedo all y- the way. <laughs> you like your speedos, yeah, I like speedos, don't you? I'm not a jammer man. See, I would I do, do wear jammers We're a lot. Jammers. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Didn't mind speedo. I would wear speedos. Yes. You know what I end up doing, John? Which might be a bit wrong. I'd always just go a lost property. And get... That is wrong. <laughs> that is wrong. Does Joe know about that? <laughs> yeah, Joe jo doesn't like some of my habits. Mm. She hates the way I leave the fridge open. Well, Joe, I'm with you on that one. Well, I don't do it. To me. You know, like you go in the fridge, you grab a cup or something, and you go, you pour it out. You leave the and fridge open. Close the fridge. But you, well, when you're doing the thing you're doing, you, you know, you're not leaving it open mm. for twenty minutes. Just for a minute, doesn't like that, John. Doesn't you know what she does? She just closes everything. the fridge for me, just She's to good. make sure I know. Yeah, you know, just that's yeah. You know, I'm, I'm learning, John. I'm learning. So if you want to look bloody cool, and you want to be flash, and we're gonna have someone Kona? Yes, he's going to order. He's
1: going to be. Yeah, you know, basically, they're doing an order for Kona, so people get in their order, and and um, I'm a little bit disappointed, yeah,
0: well. in Albert, because he has said, "Sorry, Beth, there's no funds to fly you to Kona for modelling. Yeah. And to be honest, Albert, if you want to sell millions, and millions of units, get that the would be a good investor. Fly me over. That's what put, people want to see. Put him in the woman's bikini. Put a bit of Austin Powers going on. <laughs> but we actually got an email through from Stuart Butler this week, and he was saying how he's been ordering some coffees of Hawaii for. I I ordered a huge box of everything from Coffees of Hawaii for the guys. It arrived on time. The coffee was sensational and everyone was really easy to purchase from. So they delivered to London and it rocks. I've got everyone in the office a mug and we're all drinking it. Productivity has rocketed and all our client meetings commit comments on our mugs with wide expressions. Here you go. So he's Stuart. I'm liking your style. You listened to my suggestion, got the, the whole
1: workplace sorted out with the coffee. Help out one of the sponsors of the show. It's a beautiful it's thing, It's a win-win John. situation, and you, it makes you look good. Uh, uh, John. So take, carry on what Stu's doing other people out there and get your workplace into some Coffees of Y. Go to com. You want the discount code. Go through imtalk.me, and you've got various discounts
0: Hey, there. productivity has rocketed, John. Yeah, it's a so no-brainer. Actually, sure, what you could do is turn up to work in your Speedos mm. and say, hey, guys, power pow, wow. to Get the whole workplace fit <laughs> It's funny, Speedos, because I like... When I, when I go to the pool, when I was wearing speedos, and I had some of those oomph ones, mm. <laughs> you know, <there's>,
1: yeah, <laughs> they, were, they were great, but they just the the, the flow, was pretty, pretty, pretty out, out
0: there. there. And you'd see people from the gym, like the mums would be taking their kids for swimming, yeah. and I always did feel a little bit odd in my speedos with gym members around. They're A dying thing, the old speedo, but oh, really? Gym is a core, they
1: know. If you go to like a, an ITU race or most Ironmans, there's very few people in speedos. What about swimmers, but yeah, but they're all wearing the flippin' full suits and everything these days. Or what, what about, you about you just at the pool every day? Yeah. But I have to say More and more people Are wearing the jammers Or tri shorts and stuff
0: So like what that. I was noticing When I was swimming Was that the young swimmers What they are doing Is doing two pairs of speedos Yeah well you Used to do that Because speedos Just get trashed So quickly When you're swimming
1: Twice a day They don't last very long And you sometimes End up wearing A couple of pairs Just to make them Last a bit longer Oh really Because you get That bagginess going on And yeah, stuff see through this
0: Kind of hanging down yeah. Like you've got a In your bloody speedos Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay then uh, Top topic of the week So let's have a look Last week John had a question Two weeks ago John had a question question and John we haven't got many responses must have been good because we didn't get any many responses <laughs> so John's question wide was are the fields big fields at races you know we're talking 2000 plus a good thing or what are the good things and bad things about those races so John where you go
1: Jules Gorman bigger fields equals more people to pass on the run this is good it brings the confidence True. when it's needed in the tough it's. A flat course, obviously drafting, and an increased amount of bottles rolling around equals bad. Yep. Uh, I think the small field also represents the race environment. More participation participants means more spectators and cheering along the course. Yep. Um, big field is, uh, however, if big field organisation is piss poor, it equals bad and dangerous and no fun at all. Good. So big fields equals good, and good organisers equals good.
0: Okay good. Uh, Heath McBride I actually can't remember the last race I did that didn't have a big field here in the States which has left me longing for a small race which is probably true isn't Mm -hmm. it Uh, but to answer the question uh, good a lot more of cool bikes to check out that is true Mm -hmm. it's very true a better sampling of custom tri-gear including better chance of seeing an and talk jersey very good Uh, more porter john no offence lines I don't know why Americans call toilets johns oh porter johns
1: yeah it's a toilet it's It's not a water closet (laughs) it's a toilet (laughs) it's a john
0: (laughs) (laughs) I never thought of that okay uh, you get to shout out left a lot more when you're on the bike or right All right, uh, a lot better chance of seeing someone else wearing a tri breeze or tri short instead of tri shorts. True, so bringing back the old school bad Bad, um, having to see a swim cap colors repeated, uh, to accommodate for 20 to 10 to 20 wave starts. Uh, getting tangled in balloons found in transitions from people marking their bikes. I haven't seen that a lot, but I guess it must happen in those big ones. More people in the Porter John's lines. (laughs) Uh, taking out a second mortgage to pay the entry fee. Uh, just too many damn people around just on Sunday morning for For us introverted types, very interesting. Cool. Uh, Nicholas Shepherd. Um, I can see how a huge race field can be
1: an issue with drafting on the bike and crowded, possibly dangerous swim. Uh, you won't get these problems at the same smaller event. However, I love, just love doing mega events. The whole atmosphere build up is what makes it good for me, and you don't just don't get that at smaller events. Spent a week in Frankfurt this year, and it's best race I've ever done. The good, um, atmosphere build-up, facilities, aid stations, and staff
0: helpers. The bad, cost, drafting, and crowded course. Okay, yeah, Pete Hagan was saying that if you, started, uh, if you run the start like I am Louisville, then I think the size of the field only matters, and so... As much as the race staff is prepared to supply the field, race directors do not run out of supplies on the course. Those back of the packers need water more than anyone. Be prepared. It is true, isn't it?
1: Oh, I've heard numerous stories about people. Not, it's not just a WTC thing. This is across the board yeah. of running out of stuff, but
0: it must be very hard to plan for. Well, um, is it? Well, you you can't, can't even assume, okay, let's say each athlete's going to have... I'm sure
1: they do that and then all of a sudden somebody takes 10 gels of a station so for water and things like that sure you should never run out of that but that's a massive
0: cost for them. Because they often run out of coke like at the 12-hour point. Yeah, they're just do mod.
1: Yeah, and, you and think, you're right, it shouldn't be that hard. No.
0: Another thing I couldn't imagine, a uh, race like I am in Wisconsin, in the mass start format, starting with more than 2,500 athletes. Swimming in the middle of the pack is nutty. I'm a confident swimmer, so the crowds don't bother me, but I recognise that this is not normal. About half of my tri-friends really dislike crowded starts, and it keeps people from signing up. Mm, that's interesting. Nice.
1: Final one, Doran, Doran Basso. Um, after racing Ironman Florida twice, I thought I knew a, what a big field was about 2,500. 2, then mm-hmm. I raced Nation's Triathlon Olympic length in Washington, D.C. this weekend, about 5,000 participants wow, that'd be pretty crammed cool. on the course. 22 wave starts spaced by 4 minutes. The sheer magnitude and spectacle of it was cool until the race started. 600 metres of <laughs> this one. Um, I had the back end of the wave before me and the rest of the race was me trying to get through a huge crowd. I was wave 11. Wow. The bike course should have really been... Cool, scenic, except I spent the whole entire time trying to pass people or be overtaken without causing an accident. It was impossible not to draft. The run was definitely the most enjoyable because it was great to chase people down. Would I go again next year? I don't know. Still haven't decided if the extra stress, stress is worth it.
0: Oh, once again, that was from Doran. Drop the base! Dropping oh, the base, bass. Oh, drop the base! Nice. Oh, I love that name. Uh,
1: John, your thoughts? From my experiences, I. I personally like a field about the size of Ironman New Zealand um, which when I've done it, it's been about the 1,100, 1,200, yeah. it's up to about 1,500 now um, and that's a size field I really like. You don't have um, too many issues with massive overcrowding on the course, um, still crowded and there's
0: still good sized crowd um, in terms of spectators. Uh, I think the thing is it's hard for us to judge because we were always towards the front of the pack yeah. and so for us you pretty much got the field to yourself.
1: Except in, in, in rote, and that's something I d I didn't like in rote is um you, you Dorian sort of hit the nail there, is you're constantly passing people, trying not to crash, um, trying not to draft, and, and we had shitty conditions as well, so you're trying to stay upright. Um and so I didn't enjoy that aspect of that race. And if I was I, I just get the feeling if I was in the middle of the packer, um in one of these big races, it's gonna be like that. Um but on the flip side, you know, say a race like Challenge Wanaka, um, I really enjoyed that. But I can definitely see people not enjoying that as much because that is, it was a solo test. That was for me, nine hours and five minutes by myself, basically. Yeah. Uh, I had One person to ride with for a short period, and so I really enjoyed that. But I can see where a lot of people don't. My, I think the optimal is for me, you know, 1, 1, yeah. on a thousand to fifteen
0: hundred. Yeah. On a good spread out course. I think in some ways, I think it'd be cool to do a race. Like, I we wrote, well, how many people do wrote? Uh, I like don't thousands. Yeah. Yes. Well, they have 5,000 start, yeah, but they have teams. It all yeah. happening. don't they? So, like, th- the thing is, you know, like, you wouldn't get the crowds that you get at Road if you didn't have that many competitors, you know what I mean? Like, it's... But
1: if you had, say, 1,500 to 2,000... May- maybe you I, would, I
0: yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I do see the, the issues of drafting, and, you know, we're going to talk about this all the time, but I think, you know for me I was always closest to the front so it wasn't no an <coughs> issue I imagine if I was in the middle of the pack and you got the, the problem when, when you have got a big packs is your energy's not on racing your energy's on not cheating mm. and for me I don't know if I'd want to be doing a race where the whole time just on the bike really because mm. it doesn't matter on the run but on the bike where you're just going oh god I haven't caught drafting it'd just mm. be a frustration I don't know if I'd like but I have to admit the bigger races do appeal because of the crowd aspect of it as well and you know it is kind of cool to take over a town yes you know for a week so yep uh, so John what's the week's question will let me see somebody send this one in uh, so this one's from David Tunney Tunney I should say uh, does getting a roll down for Kona actually count as qualification now is being a bit cheeky in saying this or is it being able to afford the trip more than the person who gave it up the spot of the roll down, down. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. pretty interesting So he's basically saying if you do get a roll down it, Do you really deserve it? Ooh John that's going to hurt No that's, that's
1: what I know saying.
0: I know But it's going to hurt Someone's feelings Well that's, that's the
1: question That's why we put it out there
0: I got on a roll down So did I Yeah, yeah. There you go
1: and it Doesn't hurt my feelings We'll uh, talk about that I went to Kona
0: And only I won my age group The next year anyway So I could have gone the next year <laughs> ah. Okay then uh, Let's put some music on Ooh it's going to be a long show Here we go Oh, do you want, to, you want to do an earthquake update, didn't you? Okay, earthquake update. Earthquake, earthquake update, John. What's been happening in the city of Christchurch? Well, we've still, we after the last still week's shaking, show, isn't
1: it? it's, We're still shaking. We're now nine days after. We're still getting Is that then? Um, No, no just we're still getting lights. Oh, we're still getting aftershocks, and they're not. Uh, massive but there's no. still uh, I felt one well, this morning before we did the show about five still 30 probably more. getting five or six a day aren't we yeah but the big one that hit was uh, well the second big one was on after we've done last week's show on Wednesday yeah and that was pretty full on that actually did a little bit of damage to our place oh, And did and not, nothing major but it did a lot of damage to a lot of people's homes in and, and many cases more so than the really big quake oh really so
0: it is sad like one thing you know at the gym like quite a few people have lost their houses mm. and you know and it's like oh you wouldn't really wish it on anyone would you and you drive through town mm. and, and and obviously the media really
1: just focusing on all the really bad stuff yeah. and man uh, I, yesterday was the first day that I've actually driven through town oh really yeah and, that's pretty crazy and um, go down the main street and there's lots of buildings no problems whatsoever and life is going no, on yep. pretty pretty normally I was in town and, and, and you know, lots of people about but like then like all of a sudden you'll come across a building that's just completely flattened. Yeah. And then you'll come across and then there'll be like five in a row that are yeah. completely flattened. So it's uh, still very, very bad. And there's saw a lot of people um, really freaked out over here. Yeah. But things are getting back to normal. But we still are getting aftershocks. Yeah.
0: And this week's High Five. Oh, one, two, three, four. High Five was sent through from good old Mel James. Danger yes. Mouse. Danger Mouse Mel James. And he's he's done one. Uh, sort of fits in with this. What I loved about his email was he goes, "So the, the ground shook a bit, a few things fell down. Harden up, your Iron Man. Uh, you're an Iron Man, and this is going. To, this isn't going to stop your training. So here's a high five for disaster zones training for someone who spends a lot of time having to fit training in places where it's all gone wrong. Number one,
1: be sensitive to locals who have lost everything." Running past them in lycra is not a good idea if they are wondering where they're gonna, uh, what the hell they're gonna do. Seeing someone running past their home in ruins in lycra is likely to get you abused. So if you need to run, do it early.
0: Nice. Avoid running it on them too. Avoid running in the worst affected areas. Locals will think that you don't care and may be prone to hurt, abuse, or oh, oh, sorry, hell, ab- abuse, and objects at you. A lot of bricks around Christchurch. You know, there are a lot of bricks right now. So yeah, you
1: have to be a fast runner. Number three, consider turbo training in the backyard. Inside is, uh,
0: is not a good idea if suffering after shocks. Uh, number four, look uh, for open water locations rather than swimming pools. Most pools will be closed as they check for cracks and leaks. Is that true right now? The pools are, all the pools in Christchurch are still closed. Wow. Uh, Aqua is the only one open
1: because that's a private pool, but all the public ones are, are still closed and potentially opening tomorrow. Oh, wow. that's like a you know week and a half after the event yeah. number 5, set a challenge with friends to see who can run past the collapsed <laughs> houses Run, who can run past the collapsed houses in one hour
0: ok he's got a sick joke as well I believe, oh we had some technical problems but we're back, ok I hear that they found the source of the Christchurch earthquake believed to have been caused by a group of American tourists doing Bevan's aerobics classes because I have thousands John in my aerobics classes, oh yeah
1: 200,000. And the, the gym's okay? Linda was saying that the old gym might have been badly affected if you'd it. Oh, if the... if the old gym was there, it would be
0: gone. Yeah? Yeah, the building's, well, the, there's a building next to it, and I think they're going to be able to get through it, but it's going to need a lot of work. But our old yeah. building was, like, <laughs> when we used to do Roberts classes, you'd actually yeah. see the building shake from the outside. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. It was, it was like, 100 years old. It was yeah. a very old building. So we're quite fortunate that we have the new gym. No, the gym's fine. It's, it's interesting, but because uh, last night, like, normally on a Monday night, I'll get close to two hundred people in my class, mm-hmm. and last night we only had hundred people. Like people, people really stayed away from the gym. Yeah, even yeah. even now, you know, even this week, people are still you know haven't found their routine yet back. So mm-hmm. it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, sponsor, extreme endurance. Uh, you no,
1: know, one thing I was going to say that what that they do about extreme endurance. Um, you go to the website. Ext endurance, John dot .com Not
0: no no stream
1: sport for you um, no. you go onto their site and they've got a little Facebook um, sort of widget thingy on, on their page and if you go through to their Facebook page they've got pretty regular updates um, on what their athletes are up to um, and any sort of late and breaking news and whenever you go on these things do us a favour and do them a favour do the old uh, I like this and uh, well,
0: do you, know what I, you know if you go there John yes you go on their front page right now because Extreme Endurance athlete Calvin Holt, who's a good listener Kev, of the Kev, show. Kevin Holt. Oh, sorry, Kevin Holt updated. Oh, get off here, get off here. Updated with, I am building up for my 2011 race bike and uh, tired, tried one of our new tattoos for the. So he's got the tattoo on the disc. Oh, nice.
1: Yeah. I've got a couple of those tattoos around at my place if you want
0: Oh, uh-uh. I haven't got a disc. Yeah, I'll go get you one.
1: Okay, give me a disk i It'll be on the disc. Anyway, if you check, just to go to X endurance com and you can obviously buy all your products up there and then go on their Facebook page for uh, for regular updates. The pros are up there as well. And I see Von Van Vlerken it's her it's her favourite page or something like that. I don't even know what that means down there. What does that mean, Bevan?
0: Well it must mean it's her favourite page but I will say Russ Bloom, Charles Pilden, Sharks uh, U20 rugby player says I was on Extreme Endurance for a month and the product that allowed me to work harder and with quicker recovery period this product is a must for any serious rugby player. So if we've got any rugby listeners out there... Hey, I reckon I've a, I reckon if you live in a country that's not New Zealand, you should get some of this because the All Blacks are kicking butt. But, uh, How would you like the game of the weekend, you Aussies? Oh, the Aussies, eh? Oh, you had it. You've got to win it. Oh, we're uh, going down. What happened? Uh, what happened in the last 20 minutes, Sean? Crumbled. Oh. oh, you crumbled. And the All Blacks took it out. <laughs> anyway, Did you watch the um, game?
1: I watched the first half and then went to bed and got up and uh, watched the sec- recorded it and then watched the second half in the morning. That it was, was all good. you got
0: Sky now. You have had Sky for ages. Oh, I bet. Get up <laughs> You get that to yourself Oh yes. Yeah. How'd, you, how'd you get that Pastor Belinda Oh it's
1: sweet It's no problem No problem I used to just turn The Sky Sport on and off Like I would used to turn it on for, for July And just have it For the Tour de France Because we've got a cable. Oh Yeah I know, and That's
0: why, yeah. And, and, you, and, and then, you then we just Turned it on
1: my time And I'm just, just going to Leave that <laughs> on <laughs> Don't say anything about <laughs> Oh <laughs> <leave> yeah it. <laughs> um, And the other thing Given that our theme With sponsors today Is clothing Okay if you go on to, uh, Xendurance.com If you go on To their products Products page We've shop- talked about this A couple of times before but they've got the uh, cycling and triathlon jersey. It's thirty-five, like 35 bucks. bucks. It's a no-brainer. No so brainer. you can get your speedos. You can wear them underneath from Albert from Coffee's. <laughs> nice. Walk. And then you can have on the out on the bike because you need some pockets there. You can have your extreme endurance top. Oh, oh. And if you want to get your discount, use the code I am talk. And you should be getting a. I think it's it was a, a supplement a that thing. helps
0: you get rid of your lactic acid Buffer the buffer that lactic. Acid. Buffer it, John. Radio. John, so what are we going to do now? We're going to do Felix now?
1: Felix interview coming up right now.
0: Okay, here's Felix. We're seeing all supports here, so I know where it is.
1: Felix. Righty-ho, we're very happy on this week's show to have uh, Felix from Challenge Wanaka Felix or from the, the, the Challenge family. The family. Um, we've had him on several times in the past, and we've heard some news about different challenge races coming up, so we thought we'd, we'd get to the bottom of it and make sure we know the, the facts that are, that are correct. So welcome along to the show, Felix.
2: Thank you very much.
1: So, Felix, we've heard um, you know, uh, there's, a, there's a new half-distance race uh, that you've you've added to the calendar. We've also heard um, rumours about uh, events in the UK. So can you maybe fill us in on on what the latest races that you've got going are? Yes.
2: Um, uh, we are at the moment with uh, nine races that we are going to go for next year. The latest one was um, another half in Fuerteventura on the Grand Canary Islands. Uh, in addition to the uh, half and full that we have in Barcelona and uh, the full one that we have in Wanaka, half in France, half and full here in Germany and uh, our two new races that we have in Copenhagen um, and uh, that we just had uh, two weeks ago in Walsee. In Austria. Uh, We are about to add new races. Um, I can't speak too much about it uh, at this stage, Um, but uh, we are sure that uh, by the end of this week uh, we can uh, do an announcement. And yes, you're right, Um, we are about to go into Great Britain. Oh,
0: wow, great.
1: Excellent. Uh... And
0: is it going to be a full Ironman or Iron Distance race? Yes, it is. Yes, it's going to be a full one. It's going to be a
2: full one. Um, One of the reasons is um, uh, in all our um, uh, long-distance races. We have a lot of um, British athletes, Ross, Copenhagen, Wanaka, yeah, and uh, Barcelona. Uh, a lot of um, British athletes are following us. Um, obviously, like uh, our um, races and uh, the kind, how we organize it. And so for us, it's um, very important to to finally come to Great Britain.
1: And, and what about... Um uh, any other plans for any other races outside of that for next year um, or is that going to be it and then you'll, you'll sort of keep expanding for for following years?
2: Uh, no, we have uh, a couple of um, more in the pipeline and we hope to realise them um, already next year. Yeah. One of them m- might be close to New Zealand yeah. uh, or actually two of them yeah. and uh, then we are also um, looking to expand in uh, into another um, uh, country that we haven't been so far, kind of far away from Europe as well. But um, ah, I love the I love design.
0: It's like boss here. I love that. It's, it's good
2: work. <laughs> we, are, we are at the moment working on it. We love it. We've uh, found great partners that share our philosophy and our passion. Um, those partners already have been in Bosnia and Copenhagen and uh, already follow us and, and see how we organize races, which is obviously very, very important for us. Like um, the uh, colleagues and friends from Copenhagen, they followed us along all the races, had a look how we do um, the work in the different uh, races learned a lot from it and then did an absolute brilliant job uh, up in uh, Copenhagen
0: Great. just, just on, as a bit of a side note you know you guys are expanding so quickly Is it, are, you, are you finding it, that a struggle to keep the consistent experience or are you guys handling that okay um actually it's like this we
2: could expand um much quicker than we are uh, doing at the moment. Uh mm-hmm. we receive inquiries now uh, on a every day basis and um we are actually um uh, going slow uh, um, so to say yeah. um because we could actually um expand quicker but uh, for us the most important thing is that we keep our philosophy. And um, we don't want to grow to grow the the series. It is uh, very very important for us and essential to, to just do races in locations that we consider that they are fantastic race uh, um, race locations, but also fantastic for accompanying uh, families and friends.
0: Yeah. And
2: from a touristic uh, point of view, what is extremely um, important for us that we deliver safe races, um, where we have closed uh, courses and roads. Yep. And uh, so, um, a lot of um, offers that we get uh, do not fulfil this want. Um, and also, uh, a lot of uh, organisers who contact us who just want to join the series because they see it's expanding and it's, um, it's full on at the moment that um, just want to join to, to be in. And that's not the way how we work. We need people who do triathlon themselves. We need um, uh, friends and family members um, that know exactly uh, what we are aiming for and then are also going to deliver that. For our uh, athletes.
1: Great. Well, one um, obviously you've got a good stronghold in in Europe now. Going into the UK, down here in New Zealand, and potentially a country very close by. (laughs) Um, What about? I mean, America seems to be the one area that you haven't um, gone into yet. Is there any reason for that? And and is that um, an area that you are currently looking at?
2: Um, well, um, I've just come back from, from the U.S. actually. We had uh, talks there. I was not so happy, and I didn't see our philosophy working at that particular location with that particular partner. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: but we're already um, having a look for it. And uh, as I said, we, um, we don't want to expand, to just expand in the USA. We need partners and locations that we feel the, the challenge spirit um, found a home in the U.S. As to, to other uh, continents, and only when we found those people and uh, locations, then we are uh, good to go um, because we, uh, it's a company. Uh, we are family-owned company, and there is no need for us to, to grow super quickly. Yeah. Um, we just want the, the best of the best uh, in, the, in the series. And so I can't actually tell you when we are about to go to the U.S., mm. um, and there is also no uh, particular uh, time frame.
0: Okay. With with regards to the US, where, where's the uh, brand exposure over there for you guys? You know, like I know WTC is pretty pretty strong in the states, and you guys are pretty massive in Europe. D- are you recognised in the, in the states? I would say more and more.
2: It's it's uh, quite interesting. We get a lot of um, feedback from um, US athletes, US based athletes. Uh, U.S.-based organizers who contact us um, at the moment saying, hey, when are you guys coming? So it's getting more and more, and the interest is definitely uh, growing. We receive more and more U.S. uh, athletes in the series and in the races. And uh, they see the difference, they see the quality and they also see the family affair uh, in it because for for our races, that's the same for everyone. It's not just about the actual race day. We need to deliver a great experience for the athletes and that's not only by the race, it's by welcoming them to the community where posters and welcome signs are in the bakeries and everywhere where we deliver uh, fun runs, uh, aquathlons, uh, yep. kids' triathlons, and a lot of uh, cultural things uh, alongside that. And that's what, what Challenge is really all about.
1: Yeah, great. The, the final question I've got for you, Felix. Um, some people have talked about Rote potentially becoming like a cha- your championship race. So, you know, you qualify at other challenge races and then you go to Rote and that's sort of the... the the pinnacle of the the series, is that something you're working towards or is um, Rote just going to stay the same as it is and and just be a a great race and, and just another race rather than a championship race?
2: well the the whole thing is developing very quickly and um, i would say that in 3 to 5 years we will have our own uh, world championship of the challenge right. series right. however we do not see roth as the um okay. as the world championship for every year um definitely i would uh, begin with uh, roth but then would like to circulate it uh, throughout the whole series so everyone right. um, has the chance to to get the um world championship and also um we we show our athletes different races, different continents, different cultures, and also um, uh, therefore together with the local communities and governments, uh, we'll find a big uh, prize purse for the pro athletes.
0: Cool, great, great. Does any other updates you want to give us? Sorry, do you have any other updates you want to give us, just on anything? Um.
2: Uh... Uh, an update that uh, we we took recently here in Rochester the weekend before um, the event here we dropped the 7.5 percent rule for pro athletes. Nice, right. Because because we feel that uh, pro athletes need to uh, to win money, and if you have um, pro uh, athletes like Chrissy Wellington, <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: the,
2: the second and, and third pl- uh, place getter won't receive any any money despite having wonderful times <laughs> and wonderful achievements. So um, uh, we just dropped. The, the 7.5% rule, and uh, the athletes really embraced it. And we also see um, a quite um, big demand at the moment from from pro athletes um, after the new regulations of WTC So uh, we are at the moment um, quite happy with the whole
0: situation. Oh, that's great! Just one thing: How's your own training going? My
2: uh, own training is uh, going really badly at the moment, actually. (laughs) I need to see my my trainer this week uh, for my new training plan. Um, I think uh, this year I will uh, skip Wanaka in, in January because I just can't, uh, can't afford uh, the time. Yeah. Uh, however, I'm planning uh, with uh, uh, local Kiwis uh, to go for a relay, and uh, I really would like to do the marathon uh, down in Wanaka. Oh,
1: cool. run. Excellent. Well, thanks for those updates, Felix. And if people want to check out uh, the Challenge Family website, we'll have a link on am on, uh, Talk this week. And, um, yeah, we've done the races. They're good stuff. So thanks again for your time, Felix.
0: Thank you very much. Next sponsor, sponsor, or do you want to sponsor my show? Athlinks.com. Athlinks.com, John. Been carrying on our theme. Oh, wait a second, before we talk about that, Felix, I love Felix. You love Felix? I, I don't want to marry him or anything like that, but I just love how he doesn't hold his cards back. Right. You know, like we're, with us, with WTC, you know what? WTC are, are better nowadays. Yep. They have a better relationship with us, but, and you know, we don't expect every company to jump to our thing, but, you know, like you've got to fight really hard to get an answer out of WTC. Mm-hmm. They always kind of beat around the bush. Felix, he just he, he's open, eh? And the, the, the thing that I really like
1: about it is he, they're not trying to expand too quickly. You yeah. know, they said, oh, we could be doing heaps of more races and God, it'd be so tempting to do that and yep. just say, well, we can make more money and that's what, you know, most of society is about now is making more and more and more and they're just kind of, well, we'll take our time and...
0: But and, you, you know that, like, yeah. for, I'm, I know when we did the, my first trip to Rope when I was doing those interviews with Felix and it's like, always, from day one, from the day one I've met Felix, it's always been family... Growth of the sport, you know, it's all based on the values of our family, Mm. and and, you know, the thing is, they actually they back it up. You know mm. as he's saying, you know, they could do a billion races and, and be probably bringing in bloody good money, mm. but they're, they're not, they want to do it in a way that sticks to the values of their company. And you know, you've got to respect that, don't you? So, UK listeners, watch out, yeah. It sounds like there's a race coming your way in a country close to New Zealand, yes. could be Tonga. I think could it's be, Tonga, I think challenge it Tonga, or
1: well, it could be the Chatham Islands, <laughs> Chatham Islands,
0: <laughs> challenge Chatham. Yeah, <Chatham>. it's <laughs> got a good ring to it, okay. Then, so uh, flinks.com, the So,
1: if you're going through your race, you've got your your coffee's of why Speedo's on. Oh, here we um, go, John. I've got my... Jam- Bevan's got his jammer. I've got my Speedo's on. Out yep. right on the bike, I've got my Extreme Endurance... I, I'm keeping
0: my... Wait, are you keeping your Speedo's on? Yeah, we're going full, nice, full we race. Nice, we're doing I'm old school. Full race. Nice. Just a good slab of bass
1: down there will be sweet. Yep. No need for chamois. No chamois. Uh, you get on the bike, you put your Extreme Endurance um, top on so you can put all your food in the, in the back there. Yep. you crank cranking through the, the ride and then, all of a sudden, though, it gets a bit cool on the run. You need to make sure that you're, you're a bit cooler, so
0: you're going to put yourself a, a, an athlete. So you know what the on problem is, John? On. Do you know what the problem with that will be? What? People just think you're too cool. Mm, and if you're single, strong. people will probably start hitting on you. Yes. And you'll get distracted during the race. It could be a problem. Yeah, and they'll go, oh. You know, so I'm just saying, just be a little bit be aware be, of what be you're Be careful doing. about it. Yeah, okay, so, yes. So, Athlings.com,
1: you can get on there and you can get your uh, T-shirts. And... We talked about the Extreme Endurance Facebook page, and Athletics have also got their Facebook page.
0: Well, are they based in Chicago? I don't know. Because I went on their Facebook page and I was saying, Athletic members, uh, come along and race with us at the Hot Chocolate 15K. Sweetest race in Chicago, just got sweeter. Bigger park, bigger course, better chocolate and hot, and lots more. Yeah, so I'm thinking maybe the boys at Athlinks are doing that race.
1: So, and, and um, one, one thing that I go at Athlinks is, is posting information up there. Andrew put is like a, a video clip up there, um, and so join up to their Facebook page, and you'll be it keeps your wall updated, doesn't it, or something yep. like that. Yeah, and uh, you can keep up with all the latest news from um, from Athletics and all the developments they've got going on
0: it's a good time so athletes, and social networking for endurance athletes again if you've got results you want a good way to keep, keep track of them it's the place to go isn't it it is it's a real and, no we,
1: and if you say logged in you can sort of, sort of see all your local members so we've got in our local area we've got Bevan James Isles we've got Steve Gibbling although he's moved out of our area now Darren Leslie Julie Rodenberg and Dean Voice and well Steve Marshall he's a good man really yeah he's my man from House of Travel
0: oh you're up eh yeah it's not what you know John so you know Get connected through Ethlinks. You, you see, know right? what He's did, uh, he done the su- uh, he done he... he
1: does the surf and turfs Yeah what's the surf and turf John It's an aqu- aquathon series In Christchurch That didn't take him 9 hours did it It'd be probably 9 minutes and 36 Oh seconds. he's fast but He may have just done the swim He had uh, a swim option And a, and a, and a swim run option uh, Did the Christmas Cracker In
0: 2009. Nice. 2009 nice He's fast Okay There we go So com. Chick, check check, check. It out. Yeah. Okay then, so I started a new podcast, um Fitness Behaviour. Just uh I'm was pretty much gonna tell you, put it straight on and tell you what it's about. Uh it tells you what it's about when it's in it. But just one thing, it's a little bit different to what we do here. It's it's just yeah. me. Um and it's it's more of an education kind of <coughs> thing. And the reason I just chucked on today's show is just that um I just thought you guys might want to listen to it and see what I am doing there. And if anything, I would love it if you could go and subscribe to it on iTunes. Uh, just because it helps to get my profile up, and um, and then that helps to get more people exposed to it. And You're only doing it monthly though, is that yeah, right? Yeah. So the, the, the reason I'm doing it monthly is when you when you're just doing content, it's, hard. yeah, you don't want it. It's if you're doing a weekly show, um, it, it's hard to come up for shows weekly. And I want to do a really good show, and I think if I did it weekly, I'd just there'd be one good one every so often and a few shit ones. And so I thought to myself, no, give myself a once a month really good content really delivered well and uh and then you know and ideally but it's about you know for you guys you guys are great at fitness so you might not necessarily i do think you can learn some lessons from this podcast but um for 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 the people who you know who may like have struggled with fitness it'd be a really good podcast as well so i'm gonna check that on right now have a listen to it here we go Alright guys, welcome along to Fitness Behaviour with Bevan James Oz. Before we start today's show, I thought I'd spend a bit of time telling you about what the show's going to be about, how it's going to work, and the direction we're going to be going in with it each week. But before we even get there, I thought I'd tell you about where I come from with fitness, and that'll give you a bit of the, bit of the reasons why I'm doing this. I've always had a fascination with why it is that some people have a lifetime love of fitness. You know the ones, the people who just always seem to be out there at the gym or going for runs or out there exercising. And they seem to be able to do it easily and, and for their whole entire life. I met a guy called Graham not so long ago, and, and he just his whole life had been exercising, and I found it really fascinating. And for me, those are the people who I try to find as role models. And, and one thing I've discovered through my time is that fitness is about behavior. I'm going to say that again because it's really important. Fitness is about behaviour and ultimately we should be learning about how you work in this world. How your fitness behaviours happen and learning the habits that create the change that you want in your life. The difference between the person who's not really fit and the one who's extremely fit for their whole life is that the people who are fit for their whole life have figured out the behaviours to make them successful with fitness. And that's what this podcast is going to be all about. Over the next period of time, God knows how long this will go for, maybe a million years, but over the next period of time, I'm going to be delivering content that's going to make you think about the way you behave in regards to fitness. What I want to do with this show is I want it to be a once a month podcast that's trying to deliver really good quality information and techniques and skills that you can look at and address in your own life in regards to this area of fitness behaviour. I truly believe that I can provide you with some pretty good content to have a look at what you're doing and and to address some of the areas of your life that you may be a little bit afraid to confront, but if you do confront, you'll get a lot of benefits worth. So here's pretty much what's going to happen. This show will be anywhere from half an hour to an hour long each month. I'll tend to have different subjects based around certain things that I think can make you look at the world in a different way to make you more successful with fitness. For now... That's all you need to know. I'm going to get into this week's show. Let's put some music on and let's get rolling. So we live in this time where, where we're told these messages all the time, which I find really interesting. And, and, the, and the message that we hear a lot is, impossible is nothing. We can do anything. If you dream it, if you believe it, it's true. And wow. While, while, while these inspire us for a moment, you know, they pick us up for a minute and you kind of think, yeah, I can, I can achieve anything. The problem I have is we don't believe it. And the reason we don't believe it is because it's not really true. I know that's kind of controversial, so I'm going to, I'm going to muck around with this a little bit. So just, just play with me. But the, the thing, the way I look at it is that we don't believe it. We're inspired for a second when we hear these things, but we don't actually necessarily believe that it's true. And I think we have really good reason not to believe it's true. Like, for example, I'm not going to be the world's best soccer player in my life. I'm not going to be the world's best soccer player. As much as I love soccer, I could go out there and, and you know, give it heaps, but there's no way I'm going to be the world's best soccer player in my life. There's a high chance I probably won't be a world leader in my life. Well, you know, maybe there's times, <laughs> maybe there is a chance that will happen. The problem with these things is that while they inspire us for a moment, we don't actually believe they are true. We look at the Tiger Woods, the Michael Jordans, the, the Schumachers, the the top musicians in the world, and we, we're inspired by what they do, but at that time we don't sit in a place where we believe we can have that ourselves. And because these sayings are inspiring but not believable, we shut off our thinking to the fact that maybe we can achieve more than we think is possible. It almost allows us to sit in a place where we just sit where we always sit and don't grow. So on today's show, I'm not going to promise you, you know, that you can be a Barack Obama or Mozart or, you know, Tiger Woods. Today, I'm going to hopefully show you some ways that you can maybe just open that belief up a little bit more. A while ago, I read a book called Outliers by a guy called Malcolm Gladwell, and and I like his work. I think it's really great, and I think you may want to check it out. And in the book Outliers, he introduces the concept, to me at least, I'm sure maybe a few of you out there have probably heard of this rule before, but the rule of 10,000 hours. The rule of 10,000 hours states that to become a master, not just really good, but to become a master of something... Talented could be a word, or, or you know, virtuoso, and, and music, and you know those real high, high, highest level people in the world. You need to have done around ten thousand hours of practice. In the book Outliers, there's a story that Malcolm Gladwell talks about where there was a study done at one of Germany's top music schools, and they what they did is they studied the top violin players, the, the, the students who were the masters of this trade of playing violin. And they looked at it and they they had these different level of abilities of people who were playing violin And they wondered why, why was it that some students went on to become the world leaders in violin And some just never really reached the same potential So they got all the students to do this questionnaire on how much time they'd practiced, played and performed in the years that they have been playing. Most of these kids at the time were around the age of 19 to 20, and they have been playing from around the age of five up. They, they defined the three levels of success. So the first level was the, the kind of student who went on to become a music teacher. So these were pretty good players, but, you know, in this environment, weren't that special. Then they had the players that were extremely good. And then they had the virtuosos, the, the people who were the superstars in violin playing. After doing this research and asking them how much time they practiced, played and performed since the age of between 5 to 20, one thing became clearly obvious. The first thing was that the students that became teachers had only practiced around 4,000 hours in that 10 to 15 year period. The students that came on to become really good players, but not amazing players, had done around 8,000 hours practice in that 10 to 15 year period. And obviously, the 10,000 hour students were the ones who became the virtuosos. So, that while we look at the people who have been considered virtuosos and think to ourselves that maybe they have a, a natural born talent, that realistically, based on the study, that success is really based on how much time you spend practicing the skill that you choose to do. And in his book, he goes on about the Beatles and Mozart and, you know, real high-level people, and, and he really identifies that their, their success isn't really based on a God-given skill. That uh, Their talent was really based on the fact that they'd practice a skill for a long, long time over and over again. When I was reading this book, it, it did make me really reflect on my own life, as you do when you read books. And and I looked at it, and I thought about um, a period of my life that really was the start of a transformational period in my life, and it was when I started learning to play the guitar. Now, when I, I play music, I play piano and guitar, and I wouldn't say I'm an amazing musician. I'm a I'm half-decent musician. It's, it's a hobby, and it's something I really enjoy doing, um, but I wouldn't say I'm most like, yeah, But when I was around 19, I started playing the guitar and I went around to a friend's house one night and a guy was playing the guitar, a guy called Tim and he had dreadlocks and we were smoking marijuana as you do at that age and he was singing some Bob Marley and I was just really inspired by a guy who could pick up a guitar at the party and start playing the guitar. So I went home and the next day I went out and got the newspaper and, and I found a guitar tutor and I started getting guitar lessons. And at first I was terrible, like I was really bad, <laughs> it wasn't pretty at all. But after a period of time I was really enjoying the guitar, so every day I'd get home from work and, you know, I'd probably smoke some dope because that's how I rolled at that time and I would play the guitar every day. After about a six month period, it was probably a couple of years, actually, probably maybe a year and a half, my mates started to recognise that I was actually good at the guitar. And it's at this time in life, you know, when you're a teenager or in your late teens, affirmation from your friends is really important. And I'd never actually thought I was any good yet, but my mates started to comment that, hey, you know what, you're actually doing all right with this. And I have to admit that was a bit of a, you know, a bit of a boost in my confidence. And so with this newfound confidence that I had in myself, I just started practicing more and more, and I started to get better on the guitar. And, and, and you know, I was, I was passionate about it. I loved it. I started playing guitar all the time. And it got to the point where I started playing in a band. And, you know, again, I was just getting more affirmation from people around me. The interesting thing was that up this point in my life, sport was always the thing that I was known for. I was always kind of a a good athlete. I wasn't world-class or anything, but I was a a good athlete. And Sport, to me, I'd never really thought about it. It was just something I was brought up doing. But guitar was the first time in my life where I stopped and I practiced a skill and got good at it. And this was a real mind-opener for me. It made me realize that, well, actually... You know, I'm getting all this confident from my mates, people recognizing that I'm good at this thing. And what have I done? Well really, I've just practiced. Really, that's all I did. Is that every day I get home after work, I get my guitar out, I get lessons, and I continually practice and practice the guitar. And and that was a really good lesson for me to learn at that time in my life, around the age of twenty and twenty one. And that's when I started to get back into fitness and started to work in the fitness industry and and, and I had this lesson that I pretty much took forward for me for the rest of my life, that if I want to be successful at something, I've got to practice. It's as simple as that. that to be successful, I've got to practice, practice, practice. And when I was reading Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell and the, the Rule of 10,000 Hours, it really took me back to that time, that you know, guitar, that lesson of, well, if I just practice heaps, I'll get good at something that I can achieve a lot. And, and The Rule of 10,000 Hours was really about that. But then I went on and I did some more, you know, this whole talent thing kind of really fascinated me. So I did a lot more research into the talent and I did a lot of reading into it. And the interesting thing that uh, that I read in another book called Talent is Overrated, it was that it's not the fact that you do 10,000 hours practice, you have to do 10,000 hours of hard, concentrated practice. Practice where there's a purpose to what you're doing in the direction you are moving in. I'm going to say it again, practice where there's a purpose to what you are doing and the direction that you need to be moving in. The example he gave in his book was that when you think about it, most people who work, work for more than 10,000 hours in their life. Most people turn up to their job, spend 40 hours a week doing their job every day, but they don't actually get get any better. If anything, they actually get worse over time. So these people who spend more than 10,000 hours of their time in their life doing one thing or doing a job actually get worse over time. And the key to be successful is to not just practice or not just to spend time doing the thing, but it's to actually have a purposed, hard practice in a direction that is right for you right now. Now, some of you may be listening to this right now. and Go well, you know what? Come on, Tiger Woods is Tiger Woods, and and he's a freak of nature, and you know, and and there's no way. or well, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan is a freak of nature. There's no way I could practice enough to be Michael Jordan. And, and I concede there, there may be an aspect of the rule of ten thousand hours or, or the the masters in the world that you know, then we, we maybe can't explain. But I suppose the question I have for you right now, the one I really want you to think about, is. If you were to practice more in areas of your life that were important to you, could you grow? If you were to practice more in the areas of your life that are important to you, could you grow? I know that's a really simple message, and I I kind of know that, you know, that, that kind of made, you know, you kind of think, well, of course I could. But the thing is, if we go back to the original point I was making earlier on, that we live in this world where we hold anything is possible and, and we have stars and, and people who are held to the highest esteem who are just unrealistic to us. It's that thinking that almost allows us to not act. That we that the picture is too big and too hard for us to step towards. So what we need to do is we, we really need to start to think about how we can create it. So that we can create a level that is believable for us. So we can create, you know, the next step in the process for us that we actually believe we can can create. Again, I'm not going to be the best soccer player in the world. But where am I as a soccer player right now? And where is the next step that I'm willing to practice in a way that's maybe a little bit challenging, but it's believable to get towards I thought I'd share an experience that I have. I, play, I mentioned earlier I play piano, and and I, I read this really good book recently on piano technique, and it was really interesting because I've always learned piano from you, you get a piece, and you start from the beginning of the piece, and you go right through to the end, and that's how you learn it. So you kind of learn the first quarter of the piece over and over again, and then when you're comfortable with that, you add the next point to the piece and so on until you get to the end of the piece. And in this book they were talking about with regards to practice is they say the first thing you need to do when you get your piece is to find the hardest part of the piece so you look through the whole piece and you find the bit that's really challenging for you to you know that you look at you go whoa that's that's pretty scary once you've identified that piece that bit of the piece so it might be four bars of, of music take it a step back so go further further back and finding the smallest part of the piece that you find will be quite difficult And break it down to the smallest section. So there might be a two-count section in this whole song that you look at, and it just scares you. In this book, they mention that then what you want to do is just to practice that bit over and over and over again until you're comfortable with that bit. So it might just be two seconds worth of music that you continue over and over and over again. After a period of time of practicing that bit, you will get better. Then what you do is you expand that bit to maybe four seconds of music or or six seconds and then you again you just continuously practice 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 it really changed the way i play piano because what i used to do is just get the piece and start from the beginning to the finish and and often the hardest part of the piece is not at the start and so you kind of get the first part of the piece and you're excited about it and you're practicing away and then you get to the really tricky bit and you know it's just a bit daunting and you kind of practice it but you, you don't really believe well you believe you can get there but it's just really hard work but what's also interesting at the same time is when you're not achieving the piano playing, is you start to feel that you're a bad piano player. You know, I'm never going to be good because I can never get this bit. So you get these songs you work on. I've had songs, and I'll be really honest with you, I've had some songs that I've spent hours and hours in, but there's just one part of the song that I can't get, or I couldn't get in the past. And so I end up giving up on the song, and I could probably play two-thirds of the song really, really well. But that last third, or maybe even less than that, you know, the last bit of the song really holds me back. So I never complete the song and I can never play the whole song really well. Plus at the time, same time, I'm also affirming to myself that maybe I'm never going to be a great player. When I learned this technique, it totally changed my thinking and it totally changed the way I play piano. Now when I get these pieces, I find the hard bit, I break it down to the smallest level possible. I break it down to, you know, like really two seconds. I go that silly with it. And I just practice over and over, like two fingers, back, 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 back. And I get comfortable with that point And then I grow the learning of the song as I go along. The funny thing is, is that now that I have this technique that really works for me, is I believe I can be a really great player. Because I've I've kind of gone on two lessons that I've learned in life. A, that success, really, a lot of success is just skills. And skills can be practiced. And then if I can break down those skills to the smallest component possible that is believable and achievable for me right now, I know I can achieve. Think about an area in your life right now. Think about something you choose to do. It can be a hobby, it can be a work, it can be anything you would consider a skill, you know, maybe in an area of your life. Think about where you are right now and where the next step would be and what you need to do to move towards that next step. But as you think about this, I want you to really think about Breaking it down to the next step is the smallest step possible. So if you're moving in a forward direction, you would only really be moving an inch forward. Really, think about that. Instead of trying to take big leaps forward in your movement of life, actually think about just trying to take an inch step forward. And then when you look at that skill, that area you've just identified, and you realize what is the next inch movement forward for me to achieve... It makes, you, it makes it more believable, doesn't it? Because you go to yourself, okay, well, for me, I need to learn, I go back to my piano example, I need to learn uh, the C minor scale. And the next step for me there is to get the last movement in that with my finger pattern happening. So then I will practice that bit over and over again. I've stretched myself, but I haven't stretched myself too much that it, that it damages me or scares me. I've been able to do it in a way that's really realistic to to the next step, that, that inch movement forward in the direction I want to go. So if we start to look at this and we look at the areas of our life and the things we do, once we understand that we can develop skills, that skills really lead to success, and that really it's just about breaking it down to the smallest inch step forward, then we can really achieve a, a lot with you know, what we're doing in our life. So now that we've kind of added in this, this aspect that you know practice, does equal growth and You know an opportunity I suppose And that to really break it down to the smallest Level I suppose the next question I have for you is What is a skill You know what things in life are skills You know you have your obvious things like if you're Going to play piano it's a skill that you practice over and over Again but to me There are a lot of things in life that are skills That you consider Everyday things and, and I suppose Where I'm going with this is Are your behaviours A skill Are your behaviours something that you can practice over and over and over again in a way to improve the behaviours so you become a better version of you based on what you want in your life? I'm a big advocate of not telling you how to live your life. I don't know what's important for your life. Uh, uh, You know, those are decisions you have to make. But when you look at the habits in your life, can you develop those habits so that they become better in a way that is important to you? Let's look at, for example, your exercise habit. Now, for some of you listening to the show, you're probably really great at exercising, and, and I suppose, based on what I'm talking about now, I would argue that you've learned the skills it takes to be a good exerciser, or the behaviours, maybe, is probably a better word, that it takes to be a good exerciser. I'm a true believer that, you know, the people who are going to have this lifetime love of fitness that I talked about in the introduction, that they have figured out the behaviours it takes. They know when they have to prepare for a training session. They know the habits they have to overcome. They know, for example, to pack their bags at night because that works for them before they go to the gym. Or they know that exercising in the afternoon is best for them. Or they know they have to put themselves in a team environment because that works best for them. This doesn't mean it'll work for you, but the people who have exercised in their life for the longest time have developed these behaviours and these skills on an ongoing basis in a way that it's working successfully for them. For those of you who aren't so successful fitness, when you look at the skills that you have around fitness, or the, again, the behaviours, I might use behaviours from here forward, but when you look about the behaviours you have around fitness, they're probably not in a way that is helping you move towards that direction. And the problem is when you get to, when when you're not good at a skill, or when you're not good at something, you, you always tell yourself that you're not good at it So if you've, if you've got these behaviours that make you think you're bad at exercise Or, y- you know, you're never going to think you're good at exercise Because you've got this barrier in front of yourself that, that And a history of not performing that tells you that you can't be good at exercise So it's almost like you've shut off to the idea of improving yourself in exercise But if it is just a skill that you can develop Then you can start to approach your behaviours around exercise and look to improve them. And if we go back to my piano analogy earlier, you just need to improve them in the smallest way possible. Because a small inch step forward in fitness is better than no step or a step back. So now you start to need to start looking at your own habits and, and, and looking at them and thinking, well, is this habit moving me more towards the direction I want to be going? And and if not, what's the inch forward step that I need to take that's moving me more in that direction that makes me feel a little bit of success, that makes me feel that I, that, you know, that I can actually take these big step forwards? Again, if we're thinking back to the I believe anything is possible, it's not that you're going to go out and run a marathon next week. It's It's not because, well, there might be the odd person who can pull that off, but really, You just need to be able to walk for 20 minutes next week, twice in a week. You need to be able to do something that's just a little bit further than what you are now. But in the process of doing that, you need to be looking at the behaviors and the skill set that it took you to get there. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm not saying that, you know, know, you're just going to get up next week and start doing all this stuff. You're going to have days where you get it wrong. You know, I know in in everything I do in life, there's, there's days where I get it wrong there's days where I fail miserably and um, there's days where the Beatles would have failed miserably there's days when Bill Gates would have failed miserably Tiger Woods fails miserably but by trusting that by practicing your behaviors and your skills and by moving forward in a small inch and learning yourself you start to develop the practices that move you in the direction that you want to go in your life You start to develop the practices That move you in the direction that you want to go in your life What's really great about this And, and you know, this is just something I'm pulling out of my butt But I I think a lot of this takes away the the negative self-esteem That comes when you fail in these areas And let's be honest, most people are failing fitness in our world nowadays Most people are, you know, we live in a society where you know, obesity is becoming bigger and people are getting less fit and our children are being brought up in a way that they aren't experiencing fitness, you know, we, you know this, is, this is nothing new, you know this. But, but when, we, when we fail at something, when we consistently fail in, in something we know we should be doing, we own it. We feel bad about ourselves, we blame ourselves. I'm a bad person because I know I should be out there exercising, but I don't. I'm a failure. You know, and you hear all these messages in the media and that and you have all these beautiful people on TV and, you know, it's just reaffirming the fact that you're not doing what you need to do. But if you look at it and you just think, it's a skill set that I haven't developed. It's an area that I just haven't developed in myself. I'm not a bad person. I just haven't developed these skills. Now, I'm going to commit to learning my skills, my behaviours, in an area that works for me. I'm going to admit that I'm going to get it wrong sometimes, but that's a learning experience for me to take forward to the next day to make sure I get it right. By thinking of this process, you'll be learning lifetime lessons that you can hold on to and move in direction, any direction you want to go in life. If you want to be a piano player, you can practice like crazy. If you want to be the top person at your job, you can look at the skills you have today, you can practice them a little bit at a time and continually grow and you will become a better person at your job, a better parent in relationships, in most areas of your life. And going back to, you know, what is a skill? When I look at it, I think a lot of things are skills. You know, my relationship with my partner, you know, it's it's a skill we are developing. It's behaviors that we are developing to make our relationship stronger. Sure, there's emotion involved and, and all that stuff, but at the end of the day, you can look at the activities that you do in your life. You can look at where you are in your skill set with these, where the next step is, and how you're going to grow in that step. And then you practice those steps in the, way the smallest way possible. And you don't have to own the fact that you're bad at this. When you feel bad at this, just say to yourself, I just haven't developed the skill set. What is the next step forward for me? I started this this podcast off with You know those sayings Impossible is nothing You know If you dream it you believe it And and how You know That those Those sayings are almost too unrealistic And and if anything They allow us the excuse to not To not act Because That success is what somebody else does And 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 I I think that's fair In thinking those things But the downfall of that thinking is It doesn't allow us to believe That we can have growth and that we can have growth in areas of our life that are important to us. But I truly believe, I, re- I really do believe this, and I, and I live my actions in my day, every life on this that if you believe in the power of practice and, and tough practice, you know, with the right people around you in the right environments, in ways that grow you daily, in those little inch step forwards you know, just a smaller step forwards. you know, but constantly looking for those inches and inches and inches that you will grow to a place in the areas in life, again, that are important to you where you will be achieving things that you may have never thought were possible. So I suppose, in a way, (laughs) I contradict myself because maybe impossible is nothing, but I do believe that everybody, including you, with the ideas based in this podcast I suppose can believe a lot more in themselves than they already do It's one thing to to listen to this podcast and, you know, get the education from it and, you know, maybe open up your mind to some of the things you can do with it. But it's another thing to actually apply it. And for that reason, I've designed a PDF to go alongside this podcast that you can buy from my website, bevanjamesisles.com. And it's just a workbook that you can work through that gives you some ideas of where you are with your skills right now. Where you could be heading in the future, and some of the people, places, and things you can do to actually take those steps forward so that you can achieve the growth that you want to achieve in certain areas. Now, if you go to my website, bevanjamesisles.com, and you go under the fitness behavior heading to the right of the main page, you'll go into that section of the website. And under episode one, there is a buy now button that will take you through to a page which will then take you through to PayPal, which is the world's leading uh, online merchant, and you'll be able to buy the pdf there once you've paid for the pdf you'll get taken through to another page which will have a download link on it uh, click on that pdf link and or download straight to your desktop or wherever you want to save it on your computer and you'll be able to have the pdf to work but work on you can print it off and work on that in your own time and own space i've really designed it to be a not too time consuming pdf it's just a little bit of a workbook that you can work through it can just really give you an idea of where you are at right now and what are the small steps you can take in the direction that is important to you in your life right now and the direction you want to be moving in? It's, uh, I think you'll get a lot of value of it. So check it out, Bevan James Isles, and go to the Fitness Behaviour link on my website. So this is the first episode in Fitness Behaviour, and, and the whole idea of this podcast is to give you a different way of looking at the world that can really advance you with your fitness and your healthy lifestyle choices. One that where you know, for the rest of your life, you can install some habits that are going to make you a better person through health and fitness. I'm a true believer that fitness is really about behavior, and it's not necessarily the exercise and, and all that stuff I talked about in the introduction. I really want to design a program that's, It's just once a month, but really great quality content, so you can get a lot of value from it. And hopefully, by listening to today's show, you've really got that. A few things that you can do is you can follow me on Twitter, and it's Twitter slash James Isles, or you can become a friend of mine on Facebook, and I'm pretty active on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you can also just read my blog. I, I write for newspapers and magazines and I tend to put my whatever I write up on my blog every week so you can check out what I'm writing there. One thing I will ask is if you're uh, listening to the show, can you tell your friends about it? Uh, the best way to get the word out there is word of mouth and so tell your friends and send them through to the iTunes link and I'll have that on my website as well. And the more people get listening to the show, the better. And I just love hearing from you guys. If you want to email me, again, just go to my website and just send me an email and the best way to communicate with you guys is through email so I love the whole idea of community I love getting people involved in sport and exercise and you know get all the benefits of that so If you want to email me, email me and you'll hear back from me within 24 hours because it's kind of my rule of email. And I just want to thank you so much for your time today and I hope that over the next kind of period of time I can help you and you can help me develop some pretty amazing content and we can grow with this thing. I don't really have an outro for the show yet. I don't know, if you listen to my my I Am Talk podcast we have this big outro and maybe over the next few months you guys can help me establish an outro for the show. But for now I'll just say uh, you know, rock on and I'll see you at the same time Next month. Bring it on. Last sponsor, John.
1: Trithontunes.com. And, and sadly, this is the last time with us. Yes, so they've just started their business. They did a 10-week um... So what we do with our
0: sponsors, yeah. we give them a 10-week block. Yep. And it rock and rolls. So let's have a talk about them.
1: Trithontunes.com. You can get all your tunes And then We've had a few people emailing in, like the, the, the they've said uh, got a fantastic tune, they only cost uh, start at 34.95. If you really don't like it they have got a 100% money back guarantee we haven't had anybody who's said they've taken that up yet um, well we you know
0: because the people who've got them have said they really love them yeah. you know what I mean like the, the product they're getting they're really really happy with and, and I've often talked about gifting and stuff like that and it's just one of those things that's a little bit different but really cool
1: and and so what happens is once you've done your your swim and your coffees of Y, you've done
0: your bike nice. with your extreme
1: endurance uh, top on you've done your run with your Athlinks top on and what you
0: have is you have another t-shirt <coughs> down the finishing chute yes. there's a picture of you going over the finishing line so then when you get the race photo done yep. there's two pictures of you one exactly. on your t-shirt like this and
1: one of you going like that in real life? Exactly. There you go. So you've got the full array of clothing there for your post race clothing. You maybe be wearing your triathlon toons. Same. So. Well, one I
0: thing I, I will yeah. suggest uh, on the front page: you have got to go on a bike, and they go to detail. Look at the bike; like it looks pretty yeah. cool. And but what you could do is, if you have a team of cyclists, mm-hmm. you know, or your team, you know, your local tri club or something yep. like that, you could probably you now it might cost a little bit more, but maybe you get everyone to put five or ten bucks on each. Yep. And you could get a local tri club. Group shot done as Definitely. a cartoon. Definitely. That'd be awesome, mate. That'd be very cool. Yeah, yeah.
1: Or even if it's just your own little training group, you know, a subgroup of that. Yeah. So, yeah. In fact, we've had ours done. Are ours on our website? Or are they on our Facebook page? No, they're on right? our Facebook, and, Facebook yeah, and our website. So, check out what we're about. Check out triathontoons.com.
0: And Simple process, simple really process. fun product. Get on there, check it out. For those who are listening in the future, go, because people listen to old shows. Yes. They really do. They do. They love that. So go to the. Remember, once you've done it, you get 100% money back guarantee. So if you don't like it, they'll give you your money back. Yes. But like we said before, everyone who's bought them likes them. So it's a no-brainer. Get on there. I even like the way they do details, the t-shirts, look at that. Very nice. And it's Team Sandbaggers. Yes. See, the triathlon team. And this one here is in Sigma Sport. So just saying. Team Your local tri-club Cartoon Thing Get on it Yep Get on it John Get 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 on it Okay John Is that it? Sponsors Athlings Oh you go Athlings.com Get the t-shirt for the run
1: Coffeesofway.com
0: Get the togs for the bike run Extreme endurance Get the t-shirt The the jersey for the bike Triathlon tunes Get the tune On the top For the finishing lines Right So no brainer John Okay John what's happening What's your goss
1: Uh What if my goss Damn, kids gave me a cough, but I still managed to run. I've done eight days in a row now of running, which I'm quite happy about. Oh, nice. So getting back into it, not feeling great, but getting some good, uh, good volume done. And other than that, it was just a week of uh, you know, just dealing with all the earthquakes and, and what have you. And, yeah. and and Thomas wasn't at preschool, so he had Thomas at home. A bit and Belinda was working a bit, so bit of a funny old week.
0: Bit of a funny. And what's happening this week? This week,
1: Tuesday swimming swimming day with Thomas. So I'm looking forward to that. And you, you swim as well, yes. Yep, in there? Get in there, rip it up. You give him, oh, get your technique right. Uh, he's 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 last few weeks. He's actually he's a big unit, Thomas. He's now actually pretty it was almost swimming like he'll go under the water and start flapping around and, yeah. and it not bother him. So it's uh, we're starting to make some good progress. Yep. And what else have we got on this week? We're supposed to have on Saturday the Taki de Akaroa, which is a really long standing, iconic race, been going for. I'm guessing 500 years 30, 40 years yep. uh, and it's an 8 man road relay and because of the earthquakes I had to cancel it so I'm a bit annoyed about that um, so I'm going to have to do a time trial by myself oh really need to do some races do you want me to ride beside you oh okay
0: come on John come on John I'm
1: going to get some John I'm going to get some my to come along and help me out uh-huh. uh, and other than that nothing too riveting this week what about you
0: uh, off to Eden again Dunners I eh? don't know After Dunners I do actually mind Any nice crew of people Unless that's kind of cool um, Not much John. Not much has been Happening in my life No No um, Back to work last week Off work A whole week Well pretty much I did two classes a week I was loving that mm. And they still paid me So I was loving that For all Even the ones well. You didn't do Yeah That's nice Yeah it? it was nice Because I'm a contractor As well So I didn't yeah. To. yeah, So it was very nice uh, um, did, did they ring up did,
1: did they ring up Every member of Les Mills No well, Belinda, I got a call uh, from somebody from Liz Mill saying, "Oh, is Belinda there?" And I said, "No, she's not." And um, he said, "I oh, will just ring her up just to make sure she's okay." Well, maybe, but, they but, did. but she's not going to the gym very much, so maybe they're just yeah. No, right.
0: they're probably because we're pretty good at keeping on top of people. Yeah, so that maybe she's missed. Hasn't gone as much As you normally would Because no. now it's Computer systems Because of that yes. it. it looks like we care it, But it's not really it's just systems Nice I'll pass that on there But we do care You really, know, know. I, I, I do care yes. They yes. don't not it's just The business But me I was, I was actually worried about Blender as well. Is she She's, all right? She's fine. She's fine. Okay, that's
1: good. <laughs> and next week's show, we're potentially going to have uh, an age group <coughs> who's done really well. So we're going to try to start bringing, we, we did, that. we we asked for a lot of age group nominations ages ago, and we'll, we'll get to some of those. Um, we just haven't got around to it. Things happen. <laughs> um, we're going to starting next week, I'm going to have a hopefully have an age group on who's um, gone from not doing much to being very successful in a relatively short span of time and uh, hopefully a bit of insight for you guys.
0: Okay, John, let's wrap it up. I'm Russ. I'm Endo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha.